You are entering the sonic vaults of the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music. Your guide is Tom Holmes, curator of vintage electronic music recordings and audio experimentation. This episode, The Theremin Part 2, Recordings After 1970. Putting together this episode, part two of my two-parter featuring music for theremin, I found that not all theremins are equal, and some recordings assumed to be a theremin for a long time were not. In the first part, I included a track for musical saw, which could be confused for a theremin. In this part, the wannabes are more sophisticated and electronic, For example, the famous theremin sound used on the tune Mysterons by Portishead was not a theremin at all, but the heavily treated output of a Roland SH-101 monophonic analog synthesizer crafted to sound like a theremin. That was a huge surprise to me. Another song that I always assumed included a theremin was Over My Head, from the first Peruubu album in 1978. I actually checked with Alan Ravenstein about this. He was the synthesist who added all those lovely electronic sounds to the first few Peruubu albums. And to my surprise, he said, well, sorry to break it to you, but there is no theremin on over my head. What you hear is me playing a sine wave on an EML 200 synthesizer, which was a monster analog modular synthesizer. 
So while I've attempted to put together this podcast to feature only actual theremins, there may be cases where there are other sounds as well that muddy the audio waters. A case in point is the tune Paranoia 2 from the first Hawkwind album in 1970. They were known to be using a theremin on their early recordings, and there are sounds on this track that I can clearly imagine were made by a theremin. But having not yet heard from them, I did make contact around this question. Let's go with It's a Theremin. In most, if not all, other cases, the nature of the theremin is presented loudly and clearly in these recordings, which is why I selected the tracks that you hear in this episode. As in part one, I will be playing the tracks in the chronological order in which they were released. And even though the title of this episode indicates that all of the tracks date from 1970 and onward, well, I cheated slightly by including one additional track from 1968, Ultimate Spinach, and The Ballad of the Hip Death Goddess. This American psychedelic rock band was from Boston, although they had a sound that had more of an affinity with the free spirit of San Francisco of the time. The theremin had a prominent part in this song, following the vocalist and providing some interesting instrumental fills. You will also hear some feedback in various organs and keyboard parts, although no synthesizers. This is a good example of the mystery that a theremin can lend to an overall mix. There are so many gems included in this episode that I don't know where to start in explaining them. One impression I hope to make is that the theremin can be used for any kind of music, from experimental to the blues, if an artist has the will to understand it. Suffice it to say that I've selected some familiar names, such as Lydia Kavina, Barbara Buchholz, Herb Deutsch, Pamela Kirsten, Thorwald Jorgensen, and Dorit Chrysler, providing contemporary classical and experimental sounds. I want to thank fellow author Albert Glinsky, who wrote the book about Leon Theremin, for sharing his liner notes for the upcoming release of Dorit Chrysler's Calder pieces. For those works, Chrysler identified two of Alexander Calder's sculptures, Snow Flurry 1 from 1948 and Man Eater with Penance from 1945, to interact and play multiple theremins on site. In Albert's liner notes, he explained how Chrysler realized these pieces. Quoting Albert, he explained, quote, Recording the interplay of sculptures and antenna on site, Chrysler returned to the studio to sort and manipulate the sounds, mixing them into finished compositions in the best tradition of music concrete. Unquote. We also have a set of recordings from what could be called classic progressive rock artists, including Hawkwind, McKendry Spring, Ronnie Montrose with his custom-made theremin guitar, Arthur Brown and Kingdom Come, and the often neglected Michael Quattro, who used a maestro theremin as part of his ensemble of electronic instruments. We will also feature some spacey music from the Canadian group the Melodic Energy Commission, for whom a custom-built theremin, as created by member George MacDonald, was a key instrument in their ensemble. We will hear M83 in a live performance version of Sitting that showcases a Moog theremini. 
and works by several independent artists such as Linda Cohen, Pietra Wexton, The Nihilist Spasm Band, Yusef Yancey, Todd Clark, Danielle Dax, Mars Everywhere, and the John Spencer Blues Explosion, who feature an original Moog Vanguard model theremin. All in all, I think you will find a lot of variety in this episode without hearing a single familiar track, such as Led Zeppelin or The Pixies, which you can always catch on Spotify. In addition, there is a marvelous collection of contemporary thereminists that was released in 2020 on the 100th anniversary of Leon Theremin's instrument. It's called Theremin 100, electronic music written for the theremin. Albert Glinsky also wrote the liner notes for this collection of 50 tracks exploring the instrument from all directions and styles. As Albert proclaimed in his liner notes, quote, as we mark the 100th anniversary of Lev Theremin's beguiling etherophone, the instrument has come to enjoy a rich repertoire and an enduring identity its inventor would be proud of. The collection of music on this release is a testament to that legacy, representing the rich variety of approaches to a now classic instrument, an instrument that will forever inspire musicians to conjure new creations out of the spellbinding ether, unquote. I have also put together a timeline of the theremin, which appears on my blog for the Bob Moog Foundation. So I urge you to go check that out. It basically includes all of the major models of the theremin that have existed since 1920 to the present day. And what you are now hearing in the background are two tracks, one by Ronnie Montrose and a track from Hoover Phonic featuring Yusef Yancey, the great jazz thereminist for whom we did two special episodes of the podcast and an interview. Those were episodes 33 and 37, so you might want to go back in time and check out those past episodes. If you look at the playlist for this podcast, you will find the complete details about each track. I've indicated which theremin model was being used if I've been able to find out. And a footnote for the last episode about the theremin up until the year 1970. I included a track by Brazil's Mutantes. I have since come across a video performance from the 1970s that may show the theremin they used. It was white with three buttons on the front and appeared to have no volume antenna but had some kind of funky triangular-shaped pitch antenna. While not being played in this live performance on tape, the theremin was positioned stage front and is seen throughout the video. There was a moment near the end where a reverse camera angle reveals the controls that were facing away from the audience. I suspect that this was a custom-made model because I've never seen this model before. So let's listen now to this episode called The Theremin, Part 2, Recordings After 1970, on the Archive of Electronic Music. This is Tom Holmes. See the glazed eyes, touch the dead skin. Feel the cold lips and know the warmth of the hip-death goddess. 
You are listening to The Theremin, Part 2, recordings after 1970, on the Archive of Electronic Music. This is Tom Holmes.
magnetic colors cradle a pensive cosmos during a voracious growth period. Precisely wraith-like clusters in protogenic uterine spirals. This superhuman emergency rebels one with evolutionary enchantments, both flesh and fantasy, insightful at 360 degrees. Exchange of wastes and nutrients continues. Extermination, shift linguals, cut word lines, vibrate doors, free doorways, photo falling, word falling, breakthrough in spray room, falling, snowstorm saviors of the American nation. Towers, open fire. Becomes eggshell adult. Descend in the spider's web. The scope and scale of the transcript.
walks away pretending he's not there Lacking in the front row and always at the rear Telling out some crazy things is better not to hear Oh no, you're a yummer man, don't you mess with me
Welcome back from this episode of the Archive of Electronic Music, which I call The Theremin, Part 2, Recordings After 1970. This is Tom Holmes. I hope you enjoyed this homage to theremin tracks. Notes from the program are found on my blog, Noise and Notations, located at tomholmes.com. If you would like to learn more about the history of electronic music, please read my book, Electronic and Experimental Music, published by Routledge, in print or as an ebook. You may also want to read my book about sound art, also available from Routledge. If you enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to explore our library of past episodes. They span many genres, technologies, and artists associated with electronic music, from symphonic rock to music for meditation, all inspired by vintage recordings from my archives. So long for now from the Archive of Electronic Music. All of the music heard on this podcast is brought to you from the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, a curated collection of vintage recordings. For a complete playlist, go to thehomesarchive.podbean.com. All crackles, surface noise, and other imperfections heard in this podcast are purely intentional. All intro, outro, and other incidental music is by Tom Holmes, unless otherwise noted in the playlist. For notes about this episode, please see the blog Noise and Notations at TomHolmes.com. So long from the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music.